This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, and welcome back to TV Vegan Idiots. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dane, TVI. TVI, um, paternity cover shows. Um, I'm, yeah, this is an episode recorded about two weeks ago just before the arrival of my during carl's lazy period <laughs> um, just didn't want to do no a work. baby arrived early luckily we banked enough episodes to see us through uh but we can just record some intros in the meantime and next week normal service will resume um or but just a quick update uh, having a child is fine it's fun it's, it's not as uh I, I think i over prepared in the sense of I thought the first week or two would be like the most extreme thing in the world. And actually it's been really nice and fun and quite, yeah, it's obviously you're just tired and that and you're, yeah. you're, you're sleeping patterns massively. That's the main thing. I mean, you can have more difficult babies than others. You, you totally, you probably got one of the good ones. <laughs> got a good baby, but no, obviously there are people, yeah, if you have a baby that's got, some sort of issue straight away that causes them to like some are hard to wind or like colicky yeah. or you know what i mean or yeah which briars. totally and could develop don't get me wrong i'm not saying this won't happen down the line but i think in the for the first two weeks we couldn't really have asked for a, a nicer first two weeks it's been so super chilled so I'm, i've been surprised. makes it easier to stay around doesn't it yeah, exactly. I don't need to use my go bag I've got in a cupboard. <laughs> Emergency fucking <laughs> night bag. Just a, Throw just it over the shoulder, Bill, your side ting on WhatsApp. A, a roll of notes in a pillowcase. <laughs> Some yayo. <laughs> a couple of one-way tickets to Dubai. I disappear. You just see the Patreon money emptied out of the account. <laughs> You've got a fake passport ID and all like this whole new identity. That's it, mate. Always have a go bag, innit? That's so it's from him, him Heat. Have you seen Heat of Robert De Niro and all that? Ah, uh, you know what? I saw it years ago, but I've been meaning to watch it again because it's highly sh- rated. I feel like it's from that. I think there's something to do with Robert De Niro in it. He says that thing of like, you know, never have anything that you wouldn't walk away from in five minutes. That's his whole thing. Like, he should and, chill out, mate. Yeah, <laughs> chill out, mate. It's all right, mate. But yeah, he's got. A, I think that he's like that thing. I feel like a go bag is from that. Just you got it ready to literally in a cupboard. 
your new life if you ever just need to do a runner. It's a funny I might idea, get one. Just have one just in case, mate. It's that thing you, you never know. Accidentally kill someone. Just a plastic, <laughs> got to do like it, a mate. little bag. <laughs> a few, few cans in. <laughs> just walk to the park. A few cans and a noose. That's what's in my go bag, mate. <laughs> And just a pre-written letter saying sorry. Or one last cigar. <laughs> um, one what last Hamlet. <laughs> My yes, but so far it's been uh, lovely. So thanks for nice messages of congratulations. But yeah, it's all good, and we'll be back to normal next week doing episodes. Um, this episode we're joined by two guests, mate. Joined by Haley wow. Ellis and Sally Ann Haywood, two very funny comedians. Haley recently had a um, a baby as well, so we talk a bit about that in she this. She went and got herself preggers. She <laughs> said that like you're a dad or something, <laughs> and she's fourteen. What you done? <laughs> um, yeah, her baby's a few months old now. It must yeah, be yeah, eh? yeah, a couple yeah. of months maybe. Yes, everyone's might having be seven, them. Seven, I don't know. Everyone's having them, um, but yeah, so it's a fun episode. This we did it. Um, about, I think it was a few days before the um early arrival of my child um what have you been up to this week um i made a a curry <laughs> <laughs> the loosest sense of the word it's we a, might what, be able to call it a curry what is it i don't think we can call it a curry even because no it's not a curry it's just loads of vegetables <laughs> it's just loads of vegetables and herbs it's not a curry i okay. went to the shop to buy it <laughs> casserole it's a casserole, I guess. Okay. I mean, I went to the shop to buy ingredients for a curry, forgot the list, and just winged it. <laughs> just panicked. <laughs> just panicked. I bought. What? Um, what are I bought herbs? some curry powder. I've got. Um, I've got chili in it. Um, uh, cumin, oregano, and cayenne pepper. I mean, cumin and oregano. I would say probably shouldn't be knocking around in the, the same, same room no they i mean <laughs> on the same continent <laughs> in the same restaurant together but you know i mean oregano very much a, a sort of uh herby herb like that's Italian. the thing i do that's the thing i do i i like i'm just new to kind of cook it i mean i live above there's an indian downstairs i should have just got a nice chickpea curry but it's what i've got a slow cooker i'm just trying to uh I put I cut up sweet potato. That doesn't make it curry, does it? We can what have a sweet that, potato curry, basically. Point? But you basically what you want to do, if you, if, what you want to keep your herbs and your spices separately, essentially. Uh, oh, yeah. If you're making a curry, you go for spices. So cumin is a spice. That's a spice, yeah, yeah. Ah. So I think it is. I've now I might have just made myself sound like such cinnamon a, is a what it. then? Um, <laughs> let me just Google cumin. Cinnamon's Please. a brown thing. Um, I'll tell you what I did the other day. Cut up an apple. Yeah. Cut up an apple. And <laughs> cup up I, cup didn't apple. I didn't just cut it up. I cup up a bit did it up. <laughs> and I sprinkled cinnamon all over that. It's a man. spice. I just want to check. I, th- I feel like cinnamon might be a spice as well, you know. Cinnamon seems a bit more, bit sweeter. That You can't really put that in. I don't food, know what the... Um, yeah, you can. I put... Um, feels like a dessert it is it does lend itself better to desserts but but in, basically, a, in a coffee it's good in coffee what you want to do yes the simplest curry you could make would be cumin bird's eye microwave <laughs> no but i mean if you're making your own 
just cumin, ground coriander. You get those two in there and you're sorted some chili powder. Yeah, I couldn't get chili powder, but I got Thai green one. I got the wrong one. And I yeah. couldn't think of the word turmeric. So I right. didn't get that. And that's good for like, that's always a nice, that, just, that, that adds a bit of depth to the curry flavor if you add turmeric. And nice, it put, also adds a nice color as well. So I put cut up sweet potato, carrots, bit of celery. Um, God, I don't even know. But the thing is, I just put everything I've got into yeah, yeah, a bowl yeah. and mix it in and i like, end up just like deodorant <laughs> plastic sh- bag there's a shoe floating around <laughs> one of my old brogues <laughs> from my office job <laughs> hairpin but um so i just mix it all around but i made way too much right the, it was even too much for the mixing bowl so i had to leave some stuff out oh, okay and um but it's in there cooking i mean it's smells all right It'll be fine. I'd and it's say, yeah, all just... healthy. It's all vegetables. It's all fresh. Yeah. If you make, I'd say Can't casseroles, go, go herbs. Curries, always spices. That's your trick. So casseroles, herbs, curries, spices. And yeah, herbs, in terms of herbs, just go for these, yeah, oregano, parsley, sort of things like that. You can go if for If I put if... my mind to it, I could, I, could, I could do it. It's like, I just go a bit ADHD with it. Like, right. I don't know. I just can't. I'm... I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, I don't know. I get quite impatient with it all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just need to... Uh... Why can't you, can't you look at your phone at a recipe? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that yeah. Would, that would keep your focus on the thing that's distracting you. But I help. know. I just get a bit flustered. But um, okay. it's a good thing to practice presence with. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not there yet, but I will do. Okay. Well, that's um, we'll tune back in in future episodes to I'll find be doing, out. I'll be Julian's doing a recipes culinary. online. <laughs> um, right. So yes, um, this episode, let's get on with it, mate. It's um, Sally Ann Haywood and Haley Ellis, and which it was fun. We chatted about all sorts. So good eggs, mate. Good eggs. We'll do some Patreon shoutouts on the next episode, and other than that, um, we'll be back next week with new episodes. Uh, uh, and I think yeah, we've got Chris Martin's going to be coming on because he's got a new podcast he wants to talk about. So Chris we're getting the old the old band back together, and um, yeah, a few other people we've got lined up. It's going to be fun. Excellent. Enjoy. Two vegan idiots. Right, we are recording. Um, welcome back to Two Vegan Idiots. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean up here. <laughs> up here. <laughs> Sorry. Is it- Am I up on your one as well? Because I'm, no. I'm at the top You're right. You're top left on my screen. You're oh. bottom left on mine. Um, and yeah. that is guest Sally Ann Haywood. And we're joined also by Hayley Ellis. It's a four-person pod again. Hello. Four persons. Double date. No, really. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just to paint the picture as well, that what makes that creepy is that I'm lying on a chaise long while Julian said that. So it's sort of... No, Julian's on his double... Julian's on his double bed. Julian's in bed. I'm on a chaise long and he's just like double date. Um, <laughs> how are you both doing? All right, actually. I'm well, I speak for myself. I'm all right. Yeah. I think you look I'm... quite um like you've caught the sun. Um, not yeah, in I've a been bad outside. way. That's, that's how my mum would say. <laughs> Have you caught the sun, Carol? Um, uh, I've so... been outside quite a lot, actually. I, I yeah. think last week I just suddenly thought, I'm just gonna go and enjoy the sunshine and read a book. Been, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I've it's been nice, really. Does it make you really tired? I went yesterday for a bike ride and then sat on a bench. Um, <laughs> I had a Got great drunk. day, guys. <laughs> and um, and I was I sat in the sun for about an hour. I was absolutely 
fucked. But I was so does. sleepy afterwards. Always does the sun though, doesn't it? So you know when you go on a, like a hot holiday and you just lay on the beach and you sleep so well at night. And you think I've been sleeping all day. Well, that's it. You'd think it's meant to charge you up, isn't it, and give you energy? But it just makes me want to go to bed. Good for you, the old vitamin D, though, isn't it? it Apparently, is, is that an innuendo? <laughs> the old D. Yeah. Oh God. And you're laying in bed as well. It's proper creeping you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old vitamin a, D is good. You want a fan of the D? Just stressing the letter Strongly D. that, that way. Um, Are you talking about vitamin dick, Haley? That's something. I wasn't. Julian was. Julian oh, I was doing. Doing Just got it. I just I got it. it was... <laughs> Haley, behind you, is that all the work that you've been doing? Since <laughs> <laughs> it really do you know what it really is i was going to draw a dick behind my head and then just move like that but it, it didn't I mean, have the time. Should, again Haley, you've you had a, a baby you said 15 weeks ago yeah 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 so obviously lockdown has been just baby early uh, newborn baby admin yeah i mean i'm really to be honest with you i mean i'm really more concerned about your being sleepy in the sun carl it must be awful for you um being on a bench <laughs> being so for tired a bike ride yesterday guys well, i <laughs> am shattered quite on par you know what i mean <laughs> my daytime <laughs> what was the you did a joke on twitter yesterday julian about childbirth i know yeah i felt like I did it really late at night. I put it on uh, TweetDeck so it automatically tweets. Yes. And then I'm ready. I put it on my Insta. I think I took it down off my Insta. Do you feel guilty? Just do you want to share yeah, it with Haley? I, I won't to actually make how she it. Feels. Because it was a it was a joke, wasn't it? Like of course it was a joke. I know. What was the joke? I said, Say it, um, Julian. I said, yeah, childbirth can be painful, but have you have you ever tried hearing about it? <laughs> Good joke. It's funny. It's a good joke. I think I've got a feeling I liked it on Twitter or something. I think I saw it. Made me laugh. The retweet button's not working for you. No, not at the moment. Yeah, I reported it to Twitter. You should put it on Mum's net and see how well it goes down. Oh fuck! So good. I could read. I could retweet it to my three followers if you want, Julian. That's going to help you. Uh, like, have you had like loads of comeback because i did like a joke about breastfeeding on that and you have people being so sincere like mums like oh yeah, well yeah. i've and you're just like oh god it's a joke have you had comeback off that i haven't no i haven't that's, um I, people know it's a joke i guess yeah. it's worse probably that's my least favorite twitter response is a sincere response yeah. to a joke. i'd rather somebody say go fuck yourself or like get really annoyed or shitty or say oh what you call yourself a comedian i genuinely <laughs> would rather that than somebody just reply as if it was a question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the worst response is nobody acknowledging it at all. Oh, I can live with that. I've had <laughs> enough can... deaths in my time. I just take so. it down. I give it about five. <laughs> I give it a few minutes and then just okay. Zero is zero, isn't it? You know. What I mean? <laughs> it's it's Mr. Penalty, isn't it? It's gone into the crowd. Ball. I'm never getting that ball back. Let's leave it out there. I do that though, Julian. Like if if, if it's up for two minutes and not one person's liked it, I, I feel humiliated. <laughs> Take it down. It's like you've done a joke on stage and just there's not even been a noise. Stop stop being really moody with your baby. (laughs) Fuck's sake. It's supposed to be giving me shit here. Fuck (laughs) Um what's so you've yeah, so 15 weeks, so that is still you're still right in the in the heart of 
the craziness, aren't, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. It's um, when when are you, when are you due? It's, uh, it's well, basically, but anywhere between now and five weeks time. It's sort of the due date's not until the nineteenth of June, but you know, as they say, no such thing as a late baby. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> baby will wanker. come. Are you doing yeah. those courses where it's like, because I did them at hypnobirthing? Well, we're, we're not doing an official hypnobirthing course. We covered a bit of it in NCT and we've both read a hypnobirthing book. We've, we've done some morning hypnobirthing meditations together, which is fine. You know, you feel you sort of, we're both hippie enough that we can deal with it. But I imagine some people would sit there going, this is shit. Sally, you'd hate it. So it's like, you do this hypnobirthing. Oh, sorry, like, I was just looking at Twitter. <laughs> Just checking your stats you on your last joke, <laughs> seeing what you've got to delete. It was starting to hurt hearing about it. Going <laughs> through deleting them all from last night. <laughs> I was thinking about deleting all them earnest replies you've given to other one's people's jokes. For me, that one's just for me. That one's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you what? wouldn't have the patience for it, Sally. But hypnobirthing is basically like it's like baby will come or baby wants to come. And it's like they call they don't call them contractions, they call them surges. Yes. Yeah. It's about reshaping. I mean, it makes sense a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. I totally I'm, I'm all for it. I think I'm a big believer in all that sort of guff compared to like the medicalized language used well, I was Carl. I completely was. And I was like getting all into it until I'm isn't in labour. Then I was like, it can fuck off. Yeah, like, yes, like, of course. Like, <laughs> Did you see <laughs> Jess Fosterkey's show in Edinburgh last year? No. Jess's show was about that sort of concept. Like she had this whole idea of her birth being like she no painkillers, like no intervention. Just she's a strong woman. She's just going to give birth, and that was like. And the whole show is about that idea of uh, you know how the language used around women's lives and things. And then it's just oh, in the moment the birth started, she just fell apart, and it was just yes. her screaming on all fours, being wheeled through naked through a ward, <laughs> just shouting and swearing, and just wanting every bit of pain relief that was, that was available. <laughs> 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 that was that was bordering on her and that was just a teacher's joke wasn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> then i got off the bus and then she got thrown out of argus for <laughs> <laughs> my point for the applause you know what the worst thing about that was i could see you getting ready to say it as well yeah. like, you're like <laughs> got excited no <laughs> um what was out of the not to get into the details you probably don't want to talk about it but what was did you, did you get cut um, no, uh, yeah oh, no, no i did get cut not a piece i had a c-section okay because um baby emergency did, c-section yeah because baby didn't want to come when baby did so, <laughs> hypnobirthing hadn't, yeah. hadn't oh, considered shit. the fact that yours didn't want to come out <laughs> baby will come no one fucking <laughs> um so yeah i had to have a c-section so um so i was induced and that didn't work and then right. I went over for over the it was obviously over the due date wasn't it how by how long no I, my waters broke on the due date ah but then the baby didn't come for till two days afterwards because oh, that's that gets a bit risky doesn't it if yeah yeah break, yeah then the baby doesn't come out there's a risk fair, of fair enough. things so that's that's what happened and, and, and it's true though because like I was like I'm quite prudish really like about my body and stuff beforehand yeah. and then after about an hour being in pain I was just walking around me boobs out like that's, just don't care just everyone like, i know oh. said that my friend laura said get that come on <laughs> don't drink to that oh yeah i know just for listeners there um, julian raised his cup of tea <laughs> coffee black coffee how, how many coffees you want a day at the minute 
I'm on about four, probably. Oh, that's not as the end of the world. It yeah. might, might be something to do with you not sleeping, Julian. This is what we're, <laughs> I know. Julian I know. always said he can't sleep, and then I ask him to talk me through his like evening, and he's lying in bed watching like horrific stuff on YouTube, trying to serial sleep. killer documentaries. Yeah, I think. Oh, I'm which like, one have you watched? I was watching a bit of Epstein. Not that he's a serial killer, but it's I... fucking crazy. I didn't realize who this guy was. Well, I just thought, I, I saw it on Netflix and I thought, I don't know if I want to hear any more about him. I've heard so much about him, but if it's good, I'll watch it. What's been it it, it was good. It is number one in the UK it's on Andrew. Netflix. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not that. alone. <laughs> what have your um, net lockdown uh, viewings been? Me? Yeah. I, I did watch um, All of Normal People, which I enjoyed a lot. I'm watching Money Heist at the moment on Netflix. What's Money Heist? Oh, it's about, it's a Spanish thing, but it's dubbed, but it's well dubbed, I have to say. It's not like that awful, do you remember the old dubbing in the <laughs> olden days where it was just, <laughs> we can see they're not talking English. Um, and it's about some people um, holding up the Royal Mint in Spain and printing money and they've got hostages and it's, and then it's, it's, it's good. It's a little web, but the only thing about it is, I thought it was all going to be done and dusted in one season. Yeah. And I googled how many episodes, and it's like it hasn't even finished season four. They might be doing season five, and I thought, oh no, they've committed what? now. And They're also, in. yeah, and also, it's you think you don't even know where it's going, do you? If you keep like deciding whether or not to make another season. Yeah, there's definitely some series have had that. Do you remember, like Lost? I think had that. I was, was going to say Lost, Lost was so good for one season, yeah. and then when they got it got really successful, it was almost like they were like, oh, we haven't thought, we haven't really planned the fact that we might have to write more seasons. And they hadn't planned it because I remember reading that they hadn't planned what was going to happen. You think, well, if you don't know, then I'm then I'm done. Yeah. Whereas have you ever have you ever watched the Leftovers, which was a thing they did later on there's a series they did i don't know if it's a direct one after lost or after that but they planned three seasons made three seasons and i think it's the best it's my favorite ever hate like tv drama leftovers it's called yeah it's called the oh, okay it's quite it a ambiguous from lost is it no no but it's got the same sort of vibe you don't really know what's they never fully explain what's going on so you've got to just use I've your own never imagination seen lost. is it but just that, like, lost? Sorry. Like that, that's sorry. It was gonna say that's like us going on stage, though, isn't it? And like doing ten minutes planned, and then thinking for the last ten minutes, just fucking weird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they get all the. That's basically my Edinburgh. I was about to say. <laughs> Welcome to Julian Dean's world. Right, have you ever heard, I've heard stories. Who is it? I've heard a couple of comics talk about getting encored and then dying on the encore. Because oh, no. you smashed it Someone so did hard. did that at the Gold Show years ago. Yeah, he went back on and just, he was smashed <laughs> and just bombed so hard, like oh. booing. Oh, shit. Oh, because no, you this... can't follow what you've just done. And also the mood of state, like, it, depending on how long the encore takes like, to get you back on stage, by the time you're back on, they've sort of worked themselves up into a frenzy and you've <laughs> run out of stuff. And you've done, you've, you were walked off stage thinking you're done and you're all like, your adrenaline's probably dropped. So you've come out and gone like, oh, well, um, what do I talk about now? <laughs> like, yeah. oh, and then you have to do that all that thing that they all do. God, you don't get paid for overtime, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Every encore. Julian, Julian, you never do over 20 minutes anyway. Like ever. You'll be oh, booked man. for a 45 minute set and he'll be like, yeah, 20's all right though, isn't it? I've, oh, Julian, no, yeah. no matter how long the, the length of set, <laughs> Julian starts circling for the landing about 14 minutes <laughs> you know you start looking you start, out yeah, you start contacting the old tower and saying have you got a runway free <laughs> i need to bring this puppy down i think 45 too long isn't it <laughs> yeah but you think 20 is too you'll be booked for a 20 you'll be like 19's all right though isn't it <laughs> like, oh, wait, 
when I first started, well, I was going a couple of years. I got twenties way too early, and I had yeah. about I'd I'd about ten minutes, if that. And I remember just doing like thirty. I had like six weekends booked, <laughs> and I was fucking getting so much anxiety. And I did like fourteen minutes, and in the end, uh, the promoter um, took all the dates out because I just weren't hitting twenty. <laughs> Uh, I got sure. banned for like years from that club. I, I might have uh, said it on here before, but like my, and I'm, I might even, I'll get him on to talk about it because I remember it. But I'm, I, when I was very new to comedy, I went to watch, uh, I went to Edinburgh for the first time. I didn't even know about the fringe or anything. I just went up to see what it was all about. And I went to watch Stefano Paolini's debut Edinburgh show at the Pleasance. And like it was, you know, obviously it was an hour in like the Pleasance. Yeah, it was in an upstairs little attic room and it was cool and everything. And then he just did not have an hour. Like I think he finished the day I saw it. He he was padding to 50. And then I spoke to him after and he told me about there was some days where he'd be in the uh, outside courtyard having a drink after his show, look at his watch. And there was, should have been 15 minutes left of his show. <laughs> and it was just like, he just basically turned up to Edinburgh without the hour and just could not fill it do you know it's what I mean? bad enough when you've got the hour and you're dying that's bad that it comes to like 40 minutes like, yeah. <laughs> that's the I worst mean, them sort of yeah five minutes in and like you're like this is gonna be shit and a <laughs> bit of sweat just goes down your spine oh, <laughs> just try and just detach and just phone that shit in man oh it's horrendous isn't it have you ever i had a panic attack on in I, my I debut year on stage on a day i had a bad show i had an actual panic attack i had to take an interval in my own show Bring an ambulance, guys. We'll be back after the... <laughs> they did. I think they initially thought it was. They, I think they thought it was part of it, and then when they could see that I couldn't breathe and I was going to faint and spinning out, and I had to sit down, they um they sort of understood. Why so, did yeah, you it was, I didn't. I sat down. I just um I said to him, look, I need to take a seat and I need to get my breath. I'm really just not. Yeah, I'm having a bit of a turn, and everyone was very understanding, and uh, and I sat down. Well, they had to be yeah. Yeah, dying in front of them. Imagine somebody just stood up and went, I want a refund. <laughs> Rolling their eyes. Hurry on. <laughs> Where's your jokes, mate? Everyone <laughs> was very understanding. Oh. Imagine that you're, you're having a panic attack and they're just rolling their eyes. Like, oh, God. <laughs> They'll do anything, these fringe comedians nowadays, to get, your, get a laugh. Um, what happened? Ha- did you get? Did you get? Come back round. And yeah, I got back. I got. I got my breath back after a few minutes and just pulled my head together oh. and just uh, carried on. But fuck, it was not a pleasant hour. Why was that? It was because it was going badly, or it was a mixture of bad. Like you know, it was my debut year, so I think you naturally have a bit more pressure. And I'd, I was having a good run, and I started to get silly thoughts of like, oh, I might get a you know nomination or something. And it just all. And I started. I was drinking a lot and doing loads of drugs and yeah just it all just was a perfect storm for my and my moods to just flip out and i just had a bit of a, a meltdown it's fair yes. enough it, it's happened to a few acts i know that like ending yeah. it having a panic attack and just leaving the stage and stuff I've, yeah I, like, I mean that's yeah luckily I, I managed to get on get the show finished but i know yeah I remember Sean Walsh, he had one, that, yeah. his debut year, he had one. He had to actually cancel the show and the audience, sort of, a couple of audience members helped him off stage and stuff. So it can happen. And it, he, is, it occurs to me that this sort of thing's never happened to me, which makes me think I don't take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a robot you're doing, Edinburgh, you're doing Edinburgh this year, Sally. Yeah, yeah, I'm going up, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be my year. Yeah. 
Um, and I've been previewing. Quite easy well. to get a room as well. Yeah, it was really easy. It was great. Was it free fringe? Did you have to stand there with your bucket afterwards? <laughs> no, I Luckily, I didn't. I could Laying go down on a, paramet- on a stretch. <laughs> People were putting ventilators in. I got a card once. Let me tell you, I think I've told you this, Sally. I got a card in my bucket for a counselor. Oh my god! Is... You did tell me that. The that worst show like, ever. That is rudeness, isn't it? It's so rude. I had the worst show ever. I died for an hour, for fifty minutes, and then at the end, I had about three quid in my bucket, and I had a card, like a counsellor's number in there. It's like somebody putting like a, a recruitment consultant putting a thing in your bucket, saying, "I'll sort you out a job, man. Come on." That's so rude, isn't it? A joke oh writer's god. card. Yeah. <laughs> an undertaker. Undertaker. <laughs> That's one of my favourite ever texts I got was from Paul McCaffrey. Um, he had he did uh, Jongler's Sway. Did either of you ever do Jongler's oh, Sway? Oh, yeah, many times. One of the worst gigs in the history of upstairs. British comedy. I went to oh, there once. I've ne- I never did it, though, thank oh, you. I mean, oh, downstairs God. was just about bad, manageable. Bad. It was shit. Yeah. And yeah. upstairs was... On like ninety percent of the time was crap, like and almost unplayable. And ten percent of the time, you just about had an all right gig. But um, McCaffrey, it was just it was like a Saturday night, and I was I was doing a gig. I can't remember where it was, somewhere out of town. I just got a text at like eleven p.m. saying, "Hey mate, have you got a have you got a number for a good um, undertakers?" Uh, I need them to collect two bodies, <laughs> um, <laughs> both in uh, in Sway in Covent Garden, one downstairs, one upstairs, and it was <laughs> times of death, and he just put the times of both of his sets. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but it's, oh man, it's one of them, fe- like, th- yeah, that feeling of just, I don't know, some people can, can like just die with grace and just, just block it out, go still, and just almost like, just carry on with the words, can't they? I just have not got that. I've got my sort of, I'm too invested in my own shit that I'll just crumble and fall apart or or just go to pieces. What's your sort of... Never died, mate. <laughs> well, never, don't you say never been on stage long enough to die. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> what's your sort of take on bad gigs? Have you, what's, have you got a good coping mechanism or are you just... Depends how bad it is. I mean, if it's a death... To, if the audience know you're having a bad gig. Yeah. But sometimes they don't know, do they? Well, that's it. Sometimes yeah, I've had gigs where I thought of just I don't tell them. And I've had people like message me and said they enjoy it. And I'm like, well, that's not good enough right now for me personally. I'm, I'm, I think it was bad. Yeah, yeah. What's your I try and just leave the stage. Yeah, as soon as you can, really. But sometimes you've got to do your time, haven't you? And you're standing there thinking, I've got to do it. I said the last time I like bombed so badly. I remember thinking... I've tried everything. (laughs) I'd gone louder. I'd gone quieter. (laughs) I'd moved to the left. I'd moved to the right. I mean, I tried. I'm doing yoga. I tried. I thought I've done everything. And then I think, oh, that's right. I was bombing so bad. And then I, I think I relaxed. And I don't know what happened, but somehow I managed to get a laugh. But however, that was, but you just kind of, you do everything. And the last proper one, I stood there and somebody said, I think you better go now <laughs> from the audience. Oh. And I <laughs> and I just the promoter from the side of stage. <laughs> and I just went, I've got to do my contractual time contractual time. Oh. And then I sort of made a joke when you'll be pleased to know it's three hours, thinking that, that perhaps that might get a laugh. Nah, 
it was all done. <laughs> when even that, when even the comments about it going bad don't get a laugh, that's when it's game over, isn't it? Oh, it's I try not to comment that it, it's going bad. Like, oh, but when to... it's obvious, though, like I mean, yeah, fair yeah, enough. When every, when you're stinking the room out and everyone yeah. knows it's stinking. Yeah. <laughs> when someone says, "I think you better go." Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's one of those sort of things. I'm selling my DVD own. afterwards of this gig. But when you like, when you're having a bad gig, you lose all sense of like confidence and your normal sort of oh. ability to respond in any sort of gentle, funny way. So somebody yeah, goes yeah. like, "You, you should go. Like, right, you should fucking it? go, it's mate." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You end up just reacting. Yeah. I've said horrible Wearing things. Wearing up to them. Yeah. And also it kind of like, when it's a death like that, like a proper one, it hangs over you for a few more gigs. Like oh, the definitely. next one I went to, I just, it was like, oh God, none of this is funny because it, I've heard it not be funny. Definitely. I've heard it for the words that well, it is. Well, it's only funny when people are laughing, isn't it? Cool. If they're yeah. not laughing, the, the joke is shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. stench of death on you, haven't you? That's what it is. Oh. It's like, you're like a soldier who's just got back from war. You can yeah. just Carry that down it. the M1 for three hours, you know what I mean? <laughs> Haley, what's your take? What's your sort of reaction to when gigs go south? Oh, I'm terrible. I just cried it. I got, don't know. <laughs> it does when you're on. I've got to cover the extra time that you've not done. Phil, <laughs> <laughs> Phil. Um, yeah, I t- I'm terrible. I like, I go, I go like bright red. I really start sweating. Yeah, so it's obvious that I'm panicking. Do you know what I mean? Which makes them feel more uncomfortable. Fuck. It's, and I start yeah. swearing loads as well. Oh, yeah. Swearing is absolute. That's the yeah. thing I see most oh, comedy. You see it with new acts a lot. You go to like fucking primordial. You just start <laughs> thinking that saying fuck cunt is fun. Yeah. It's unnecessary places as well. So yeah, yeah. I, I was down the fucking garage the other day. Like, what are you talking about? I was down the motherfucking cunt in the shop the other day and like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Oh, it's horrible. I hate when I hear myself swearing at a place I'd never normally swear, I know that my head's just not in the game. Yeah. <laughs> a kid's gig. Just want to yeah. go <laughs> Comedy for kids. What's that baby's one? Bring your own baby. I'm like fucking motherfucking cunts. You can swear at those gigs though, can't you? Because they're you can. under oh, six yeah, months old. Have you have you ever had it where there's somebody making a noise the whole time and you're like and then you address it, and it's a disabled person. I've witnessed it. Yeah, I yeah. Saw it happen we had to... we had it on uh, Chowdhury's tour once. There was like two thousand people there, and guys right at the front. Yeah. And then oh okay, and then she just got to carry on. <laughs> oh, but so you didn't like... say anything before. Nah, nah. I kind of noticed. Yeah, it's close one though. Oh, that is because I've seen it. I've seen a, a comic once. Uh, there was somebody with cerebral palsy in the audience, and that made a few vocal noises. Uh, that everyone else in the audience knew uh, it was just the you know of a, 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 a noise and, and basically the comic wasn't aware of the situation and went can you shut up mate what are you taking the piss out of me or something and we were just like oh. yeah. well, I've seen a comic deal with it really well I remember that was happening and then he realized halfway through and went all oh, right okay now then he said right that's fair enough if that person's behaving like that but you lot don't use it as an excuse for you lot yeah, yeah <laughs> like yeah. you know meaning 
don't you start getting on the table and shitting yourself yeah. or whatever he was and it was really it was that's well a good that's good it breaks the tension a bit because the well, audience yeah well it's, it's fine so like yeah. you know, it's like they're, they're they're at the gig you can chat to them and be like a you know we just yeah have a normal yeah. conversation but it's when yeah when seeing a comic actually just attack <laughs> without <laughs> realizing the situation you're like come on mate there was a comic once i won't name him but um <laughs> There was somebody with like in a wheelchair at the front. Like I think it might have been cerebral palsy or something. And then he just went, "What happened to you, man?" <laughs> Fuck you now. He yeah. did a lot of open mic gigs. It was horrible, man. It's bad, wasn't it? Jim Davidson got in trouble for asking to oh, make yeah. sure there was no wheelchairs in the front row. It's like, a you know, weird request, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, he's not known for his uh, empathy, is <laughs> no, he? You know, he's doing disabled jokes and stuff, is he? I don't know. I just think he just doesn't. Why yeah. wouldn't he want that? Because he wanted to do a stage dive. Weird thing to ask, isn't yeah, it? it? Yeah, is. it is. I, I mean, yeah, I don't. I can't think of a of a of a, a sort of a, a group of people I would request not to be in uh, an audience. Not even any races or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I think I'd, uh, I've got quite an open access policy to my gigs. I need the numbers. Um, so, what, so what else? So, lockdown's been Haley's. You've it's made like baby stuff. What's the? Is it? Is it your first kid? Yeah, yeah. What's been the reality compared to the expectations? Is it? Did you? Did were you ready for it? Do you regret it? <laughs> <laughs> See the um. The, the sort of different styles of chatting we've got with guests <laughs> between me and Julian. I sort of try and play the diplomatic interviewer. I can see, I can see why he's not on your parents' it. podcast, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Very different tones. Not a bad parents' podcast. <laughs> we should start I'm a good, bad I'm a good parent. Actually. Yeah, yeah, you are a good parent. Took you five goes to get the yeah, say, <laughs> still, still going, aren't you? <laughs> Finally, he's worked it out. <laughs> um so yeah what what was the, what's the reality like for someone like me who's about to enter into it it's what you expect i think but i think it's harder at the minute obviously because we can't have people around or like break away from it do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. but um she's great like but although uh, yesterday was the first day she'd gone proper like that shit upset so she's been dead calm and a happy little baby and then yeah. yesterday like she went like full Sherry Blair mouth, like, <laughs> like for like an hour. Oh, I saw that post. That was funny. Yeah. I don't know what to do. And I was like, oh God, what, like I was full because she'd been, she's not been like that at all. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh my God, what do I like? You pop probably... her in a cupboard. I used to put babies in drawers, didn't I, years ago? Well, you I... were still getting one, Julian. Yeah. My mum used to put me in a drawer. Doing the pod from one. <laughs> and, shut, <laughs> and shut the drawer. No, I don't think so. Yeah. But just like that was like, like my bed, sort cot. of thing. Yeah. But to get the ba- to get the baby's vitamin D, there's that picked famous old picture, isn't it? They're in a cage outside the window <laughs> in a high rise block. Have you seen that? No. Oh, black and white shit. to get the baby some fresh air and stuff. Fucking hell, man! Oh, that makes me Paid. feel sick thinking about it. That's what I've some of the books I've read recently. I didn't realise that a lot of modern British parenting is comes from Victorian. That's uh, doctors, it's, it's mad. Like all the things, like sleeping habits and all that. A lot of it, you know, was just totally dictated by Victorian doctors, and now they're just sort of stuck. And that's why now there's this new wave of changes about sort of 
skin on skin and sleeping like habits and all that they're all changing now but they've been like literally 100 year old uh, policies that have stayed in place but then you get like people giving you advice like my mom would be like oh you need to do this and I was like yeah but it's changed now it's like not the same yeah, yeah, yeah. same as it was now like you know yeah definitely I, my parents would just you know I'm sure at such a young age my parents would just piss off out and get shit-faced and just leave me in the house and like you know just because they're like, oh you know you know taught you to be independent it's like yeah also I've done therapy enough to know it also left some <laughs> fucking damage you nutters however you've got shades long though Carl I mean you're all right you're um, oh no I've turned long. out all right despite the parents <laughs> all those years in a drawer you now want to stretch out <laughs> yeah you move know, to the wardrobe isn't it <laughs> <laughs> what's the difference now though to how you know what is the well things like um, things like crying out is a thing that is like long a long-standing british tradition is you teach your children to sleep uh, on their own by letting them cry themselves to sleep to a certain amount and then all the neuroscience that's come along in the last decade suggests that's really damaging to the baby's uh, cortisol levels and actual brain development. So they're phasing that out and telling people you shouldn't shouldn't let your child cry itself to sleep. Abandonment issues and stuff. Yeah, like. it can cause long term. You know, they say obviously there's a little element of it. I'm not saying you literally the moment you hear a you just run to them like you know what I mean. Have but you been that doing that, of, Haley? You look yeah. concerned. Yeah, no, I have to do that because Andrew's like, because Andrew's got the baby now downstairs and he's like, if the baby goes, ah, he says, he says, I run downstairs like Momzilla, like, what's wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but no, like, but that's natural. That's that's your natural instinct. I think a lot of the the sort of the, the policies that have been put in place in the last hundred years have been input by men who've overridden women's natural instincts. You know what I mean? Because they yeah, think yeah. we know better, you know, we're doctors. <laughs> so that's why a lot of the things yeah. are actually quite counterintuitive. Uh, so now they're changing it back to much more mother-led policies. Well, guys, I've read some books. <laughs> Somebody's been reading. All right, mate. I had to scan a mum's net, and that was my research. Bit. <laughs> like, I fucking I, yeah, yeah, I've become such a nerd. I've read so many books during Hannah's pregnancy to try and just feel like in some way part of it. Because you can't, as a bloke, you just sit there and watch watch your partner just get big and grow a baby and go That's through everything. So that I is just really nice. So like, because when I was in um, like labour. I turned to Andrew was brilliant, but when I turned to him at one point, he was on his phone, and, and I thought he was like googling like like how long does labour last, or you know something like yeah. labour related, and he's like, oh, I'm reading this. How to break up? Divorce attorneys Airbnb. Oh, soon after the baby, can I leave? Um, um, so, what was he looking at? He was reading an article about a man who'd lost his sense of smell. <laughs> like, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, that is definitely. I was chatting to Josh Howard the other day, and he's got five kids, and he um five bloody hell yeah, and he. <laughs> how irresponsible can one person be? Do you know what I mean? But he was talking about how important that like, he felt like the being there at the birth was like his moment to shine, and he really went for it, committed totally. And at the end of his his wife Monique's uh, first labour, the midwife in front of Monique turned around to Josh and said, look, I've been doing this for 20 years. You're the best birth partner I've ever seen. And uh, and literally kept raving about Josh, but wasn't really saying anything to Monique, who'd just given birth to a baby. <laughs> but um, yeah, Josh, and Josh just said, yeah, he just did that thing of just going, right, this is not, 
this ain't about me now. I've got to just commit to doing well, every single thing necessary. But Josh was, te- was telling you that story, wasn't he? Yeah, but, yeah. No, but, but then weirdly, I, I know oh, Monique yeah, right, told me Josh. It, Monique told me it from her perspective and she's exactly the same. She said he was the best birth, but she couldn't believe how good it was. It was like the one thing in his life, he suddenly just became this best version of himself. So I'm like, there in like full I've, got, I have, I've checked, you. I've corroborated the sources. It's true. I, was, I was a good birth partner, to be fair. I was all right, yeah. mate. not me. In what, what way like? were you good? Yeah. Yeah. I was just like um, supportive. I read, I read a few books and stuff, and during the <laughs> during the labour, <laughs> during the labour war and peace, <laughs> reading your comics in the corner, Pino, <laughs> porno <laughs> mag open. <laughs> no, I'm reading the articles. <laughs> Need to get a side ting. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um. But it's scary. It's well. I'm, that's my my. I've, I'm definitely the only thing I'm nervous about at this point. I've not been. Hannah's had such a lovely chilled pregnancy, but I'm still thinking like it's gonna be things like there's gonna be some shit. You know, I'm gonna have to touch. I'm gonna have to probably scoop shit out of something. Oh, I don't know. Like so, there's things I'm just now getting myself into that sort of head state of I'm gonna. You're gonna do a birthing. Oh no, you're gonna go into the hospital, aren't you? Well, I mean, yeah, but hopefully we end up in a. The goal is end up in a birth center in the suite where it sort of feels like a, a birthing pool and all that yeah. stuff yeah and that's when you need your sieve to scoop just go down the local yeah. baths mate might just do it down the pond. go down to the river is that near <laughs> take some poo bags with you just because i'm not i'm so squeamish when it comes to shit and piss and vomit <laughs> yeah i, I am badly be. i mean it is different i, I did feel less squeamish because Hayley, you must be now in a baptism of fire of just you must have dealt with more shit and the last 15 weeks in your entire life put together yeah but then it, 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 someone told me about a scientific experiment that apparently they like my friend said like the, the smell of your own baby shit doesn't bother you but other yeah other people's shit does you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? yeah. so the part of was an experiment where the they, doctor write it in those but apparently there's an experiment where they put so many nappies in front of mums and they were like retching and stuff at the smells apart from their own one but they didn't know it was their own i didn't, I didn't sign up for this experiment <laughs> no i don't know <laughs> just in tesco's go what the fuck man? Coming, to <laughs> coming to get a covid check <laughs> <laughs> i'm but... glad the scientists were spending their time doing that really wise yeah. <laughs> it was actually the scientist shit yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look like a baby's it's got sweet corn in i always think that with science yeah, you, read, you ever read news articles where it's like scientists have discovered the best way to make the perfect cup of tea and you're like can you yeah. fix the other things that are happening mate join the vaccine creeping people that are trying to find the vaccine for this <laughs> some people trying to work out why toast lands butter side down yeah you're like what the fuck are you what made they're on their bright lights <laughs> Have a tea and a slice of toast. Yeah, it's. I've never understood it. Are you squeamish, Sally? I don't. I um things like that. I don't think I'd be bothered about changing a nappy or anything like that. That wouldn't bother me. No, and I don't think. No, not not for that sort of thing. I don't really. I don't think I'd particularly want to watch an operation. Think or I don't think I'd go that far. Actually, in saying that, I probably would want to watch an operation. I can't, I can't hack it. Did you watch that? Was it a German guy years ago with a big yeah. hat? He did an autopsy live. I do remember <laughs> that. Gun for Gun for Van Hagen. Yeah, that that breeder. <laughs> but um, I, I, I'm normally really squeamish with stuff, but it was fascinating. I, I did watch that. It was more interesting than it was disgusting. You know what I mean? Did you go yeah. his museum? Because he's got Body Worlds a museum. Oh, you went there, didn't you? In America. Mm. 
Mm. It's in London now. It's in Leicester Square, isn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it replace Ripley's World of Wonder or something? It's just so crap it's gone. There's no yeah, body parts. Yeah, it's just now just a stuff. shitty, like, like, like Trocadero arcade. <laughs> what, Ripley's? Yeah. That's quite good, isn't it, Ripley's? I, I, I think it's, I think, the. I'm sure it's one of those ones, like Trocadero Ripley's is now where the body works is, that, that guy's exhibition, ah. where it's, it's real dead bodies that have been skinned and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't go there. Like, I think I would. It's fascinating, but then yeah. I've seen, see, it was my Julian, like, they're all in, like, we, like, because people have donated their bodies to medical science, and that's what they are. So, yeah. but like, like, how do they know that they've been signed up to be put in the fucking crap position? Yeah, yeah. well, that's like, it. Also, signing up to be like, I want to donate my body to medical science is one thing, and you think they're going to experiment on you and find out a cure for pancreatic cancer or something? A fucking fish tank in the middle well, of the fucking Leicester Square. Yeah. <laughs> is that next to Eminem World? A bummer, just there. <laughs> Leave it out. For doing a basketball shot, like just like <laughs> never played sport in your life before. <laughs> doing dark can can. Eleven <laughs> <laughs> <Heaven>, dead people. <laughs> Loads of tourists taking pictures of the dance routine. I wonder if I wonder if their families are aware that that's where their bodies are, so they can go and visit. That's what yeah. I thought. Because like it'd be horrendous going to see like. Your nan in, like you say, like Leicester Square, <laughs> and playing... snooker skinned, <laughs> playing flowers in front of it. <laughs> or if they're telling them that before they die, they're letting them know. They're just yeah. going to see, you know, when I'm gone, like I'm going to be. I've, I've signed the papers. I've agreed that I'm going to be like playing snooker in Leicester Square, yeah, yeah. skinned. So yeah, you I've can come and see I've me. Got dear. a gig after I die for three year um, residency at Leicester yeah. Square. Yeah, like Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might not do that, you know what I mean? I quite, I've always thought about We've now, the UK has just done that thing where you're now a donor unless you opt out, haven't they? Finally. I might, yeah, I mean, if enough I'm... people are doing it, we don't all need to do it, do we? <laughs> That's a nice way of thinking, Because, <laughs> yeah, when you have a donor card before you feet in case they desperately need, but now they're not going to desperately need something, could they? I mean, they might always need more, innit? You never know what you've have got. Have you seen those? Don't. I saw them yesterday. Instead of coffins, they're like these, they look really natural, like these big teardrop looking things, but they plant you and a tree grows out. Oh, that's nice. It's all right, isn't it? It's still Hades bleak, isn't it? I leave it out. You're a... well, that's going to happen anyway, isn't it? If you're buried. No, because like, it's going to grow out of you. Graves from that. Got to swallow some seeds before you. I, I'm just, yeah, that. that's what I'm thinking. It just reminds me of one of those crest heads that you still have. <laughs> yeah. Like when you think like an egg with crest coming out, just, I don't know. Just, Something like used that. to turn and the plasticine used to come out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think, um, yeah, I like I like the idea of them sort of hippie bury you in like a sort of. It's a nice a idea. Like box. your family can go and visit a tree and stuff, but like, I don't know. It's just bleak, isn't it? Imagine climbing that tree and everything as well then. Like you, the grandkids nice. are climbing the tree and yeah, it's sort of nice, but it's also quite odd, isn't it? They it's chop odd. it down and stick a Climb grandma, there. go on. <laughs> but I think it's yeah, it's odd, but so is like going to a graveyard. Yeah. What, if it, what if it's a really shit tree that your yeah. nan like everyone's got a good tree in your nan. It grows in the shape of a swastika. You're like, oh, <laughs> I uh, know Grandad was a bit, a bit right wing, but fucking hell. He's really committed to it since he died. It's like a weeping willow because he had really bad posture. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do then, Carl? If you're because you're quite hippie-ish, what would you? What would be your? I don't mind. I'm totally. I, I mean, I know it sounds like I don't care what they do with my body when I die. 
I sort of they could literally when I die they could fry me in a fucking wheelie bin and I'll be happy. But well, you won't be. As long as it's the right. Um, oh, exactly. That's what I mean. I'm. I don't feel like I. I, I feel like once I'm gone, dead, this, this is just a sack of shit. Which colour bin is it for bodies again, honey? <laughs> 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 of people going on, they probably fucking charge you extra for those nowadays. Like that, <laughs> and the bin when the recycling people leaving it because you put it in the wrong bin. <laughs> yeah. Leave an arm hanging out. <laughs> um, I reckon though I mean definitely I don't know if I see the, the 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 point of being buried in like a coffin and all that stuff seems a bit much you know what I mean graves graves are like filling up aren't they there's not like they're like you can go over them can't yeah, you yeah they've started they've, to, I think they've started yeah. to I don't want anyone over my double dad up. Oh, it's tough shit Julian like after isn't it about 50 years I think they can they mate. can start going you're not a headliner up. you're not a headliner mate you get to, <laughs> get to support Get to the, the back of the queue. <laughs> the church in my village has been standing since about 1200. Like, it's filled up a few times, yeah, I think, yeah. in that time. Yeah. I've never understood why they go that way. Why don't they go that way? It's much more space-saving, yeah. isn't it? Good idea, Fred West put his bodies like that. Did he? Did he? Yeah. He did apparently. a vertical. Apparently. So that they... Because oh. he realised that he could fit more in, apparently. I mean... Well, he got it right. I mean, said he about him. He was right, very good at, uh, you know... Building. <laughs> I mean, I know he did some bad things, but that was probably quite, you know what I mean? Well was, thought out. Yeah. How many people did he kill? Or did they I don't kill? Know. I, don't About, know. I went down, when I did a gig in Gloucester, I went down to see his house, but it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's right. gone, but it's a what nice it's gone? Park. They've knocked it down? Yeah. yeah well. They've built a little park or something there, haven't they? That's oh. a little memorial to him. Well, yeah, a little playground for the kids. <laughs> You know. I just want to put some flowers down for him. But um, <laughs> it, was, it was fucking bleak, man, and eerie, that road. Yeah. There's one in... There. Do you remember there was a, there was a house in uh, Crouch End? Where Dennis. Phil it was the Phil Nickel and all that lived in Cranley Gardens. And it was near, near the... Yeah, Dennis Nielsen, was it? Was it, was it Nielsen, the one that put the, oh, bo- the bodies down the drains? Was it yeah. him that was yeah. there? Yeah. yeah. So that was that, that's in Crouch End, Cranley Gardens. And there's a bunch of comedians used to live on the same road. There's, um, they're making a documentary about that, aren't they? At the mo- I think at the moment that's being made it's or been made. a documentary, that's no. Another one, another <laughs> one for you, Julian, to keep you awake at night. Um, <laughs> for my nightcap. <laughs> just a Cup of cocoa serial killer. Put it on, just headphones. Turn the screen uh, brightness Drift down. Off. Drift it, off to sleep. It does affect you, though, because I, I was saying, I think I might have said this to you already, Julie, like when I'm driving back from a gig, I'd listen to like that, a sword and sail, sword and scale podcast. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, so brilliant. You, you recommended it to me, Hayley, and the yeah. first one I listened to, I rang you and I went, I've just listened to one where a bloke kills his mum and then spends quite a few times having sex with her corpse. And that no, was the first one I listened rec- to. I didn't specifically anyway. recommend that. <laughs> Maybe she signed a donor for that. Oh, Julie. That would be the next thing, wouldn't it? I don't know if that will be the next thing. No, I don't think it will. It's what she wanted. I'm going to uh, do a fundraiser. Yeah, I, I've, only, I've only managed one episode of that Sword and Scale. I can't oh. remember. Somebody recommended it to me, like, Again, I've got a routine about this, about when people recommend you a thing like a documentary, but their tone of voice does not display how harrowing it is. So you yeah, watch yeah, it yeah. with such a sort of like, oh, this will be fun. And then you like, watch this long. Yeah. <laughs> and that was Sword and Scale was that. I did one episode and I just could feel that it was not for me. 
I'll start. I listened to it. I was like, I started listening to a few of it, and I was driving. I was really enjoying. And then I thought, oh, that's wrong because I'm going home and I'm googling the victims, and then yeah, I'm, I'm like yeah, thinking yeah. about it all night, going, oh my god, like reading all about it, googling like claw hammers, like it's like what the hell, like <laughs> ordering <laughs> claw hammers, you know what I mean? that kind of <laughs> the steam ass. <laughs> but then it gets in your mind, doesn't it? And if people start looking through your history, because you're possibly yeah, a suspect, exactly. it's happening. It. Accidental. <laughs> That yeah. was the old, did you ever see Patrice O'Neill's routine about how he never throws litter because he's a big black American guy and that he's the sort of guy who finish a can yeah, of Pepsi no, and throw it over a bush and it'll land next to a dead white woman's body. <laughs> 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 um, I love cults. Cults is the one I, I like. I like a good cult podcast. Like a bit of Manson. Or well, not, like, no, I mean, I prefer David the cults Koresh. that are a bit more, yeah, I watched, I listened to a wicked Jesus David Koresh Christ, podcast no. actually. They were, there's, there's loads of people that still like, you know, people that were part of David Koresh's cult that are, like, believe that he was, you know, sort of a, a, a prophet of God and that they were, it was all, he was actually genuine and killed by the government and stuff. I don't know much about him. He was the Waco guy that he was like. He held just, loads um, of them captive and they did mass suicide, didn't they? No, no, that was the one that loads of people died in the fires when the FBI stormed, the, ah. stormed their compound. It was, um, they were just like, about, they were it Branch Davidians or something. They were like a weird Christian cult. A lot of them were British. They came over here and he did a speaking tour of like um, certain Christian community centres and stuff. And loads of people then moved over to his compound in America. I think I see him at Jonglers, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what was that yoga one, Sally? The, the yoga guy who was done for like... Vic oh. Ram. Yeah. yeah. Was, I suppose it was a cult in some ways, really, wasn't it? But it was, um, yeah, he was sexually... Abusing people, wasn't it? Too much power, isn't it? When yeah. men get too much power, they just like. But also, people are saying no. Top to... happens. Yeah. But they're, they're no one's saying no to them, and I think there's something to be said about them believing that they're some kind of god. And definitely, is it all gurus? Whenever yeah. anyone becomes a guru, they always end up being a fucking creep, isn't it? Yeah. Not all of us. Do you know what I mean? But... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I just, I never trust. Yeah. That's. You know, even like that Osho guy. Have you seen that Wild Wild Country? No. That's a good one on Netflix. It's about Osho, who set up that community. Well, he, he's quite a well-known guru, in, in he was. And he's written loads of books on spirituality. And people still love him. But I always, I read one of his books. And I didn't really, I, f- I felt like there's something a bit, I don't trust this guy. And then the documentary was all about his place Because a lot of what they say is very true. Like even Bikram, his yo- he was excellent at yoga, wasn't he? He was, yeah. the teachings were great. And then he just... But then they just that fucking little five percent of evilness. They just abuse it. Yeah, well, he'd have to be good at yoga. He couldn't get away with doing what he was doing. If he was yeah, really yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit, it. <laughs> couldn't even with... touch his toes. The mug. <laughs> <laughs> he created quite a thing, though. I mean, Bikram yoga's massive still, isn't it? Do you do? Like, do you do Bikram? I don't do it as much as I used. To. I, I did. There was a, there, there still is a studio here in Bristol, but um, I did it for years, and I do enjoy it. But I've got more into other types of yoga, really, Ashtanga and Vinyasa. And, so not hot. Well, I can't do hot at the moment, anyway. But I will go into a hot studio and just get a little fix about once a week and get right. one. It's, it is weirdly addictive, but I also I didn't like it. I tried the it a heating couple of times. up at home and stuff. I could do, but you need all the humidity and the sweat and stuff. You could just turn the heating up. It's not quite Julian the same. will come round and he, he'll make it. Stupid. I don't mind heating things he's up so a bit. Hot. <laughs> turn the hob on, all the hobs. <laughs> just come and do a lighter. <laughs> but you do see a lot of like in the classes. You do see people that have literally 
they're they're just addicts and that they've replaced one addiction with this is their new addiction because yeah, it is yeah. addictive because you're because you're obviously you've you're good at it and you've done it for years here's a question that i i've, I've exp- i went to a hot yoga class in birmingham and i had something where i don't know what, i don't know what the ethics of i don't i might even sound dodgy saying it but basically i went to a class and the instructor was quite a big guy you know uh who didn't do any of the shapes he just talked us through it and i was watching thinking like this mate i was struggling i was like you you know i was, I was like read I'm, the book isn't he and just yeah like, i was like you can't what are you telling me what they to do, don't mate? do it in bitcoin they don't actually um uh, what do you call it they don't do the the postures they do, it's a it's dialogue led isn't it it's all know that. And a half but i didn't trust i didn't but you still surely have to believe they could do it if they wanted to this guy looked like he ain't doing shit man like, he looked yeah. like he just walked Smoking in from the pub around the corner yeah. <laughs> listening to it on audible isn't it you may as well get an audio book of it you just yeah. hear a fucking uh, can of beer open <laughs> in the middle of it yeah now have- uh, bend over <laughs> I did have one teacher who just used to sit on the windowsill and just talk from there. And I thought, you've got to get up and like their, their energy has yeah. to has to help, you know, even though they're not doing the postures. It's only in Bikram they don't do the postures. Bikram right. they don't do them. But um, their energy. So it's weird, really, because it's all the same. Every class is the same, 26 postures. But the the energy of the teacher changes every class. Like yeah. So you and it, and it is down to that teacher to like make you feel like, yes, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And if you if you've never done it before, you just stand behind other people and copy yeah. what they do, and lay why down do, a lot on the first one because it's so hot. Why don't they show you, Sally? What's the reason behind that? Why do they just talk you through it? To do so many classes, is it maybe? I don't know actually, but also I don't know. I guess it's really hard to teach. They're really do. rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's hard. Oh, to I teach. can't do <laughs> none of that shit now. <laughs> hey. <laughs> my back you're having a laugh <laughs> I'm just having a dinner um, I ain't really into it myself no <laughs> just needed the gig just need the money <laughs> gonna put a coin it's the equivalent of doing sway junglers yeah. um, I uh, no they just I think I guess you can't teach and demonstrate in that heat right. it'd be really hard to do that okay. I think. yeah you like talk and stuff it's energy in it yeah I'll let him off I would imagine um, I've only done one one yoga class. I couldn't. I was like, it was all kind of old women in in my one. It was at the gym, and I, I just could like, I don't know. I was rubbish stop. at it. Right. It's. Uh, I've 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 been a few times, but I, I don't I don't mind doing it at home. I do it with yoga with Adrian, like everyone else does. He does it. I do home. like four or five poses most days, just like the basic ones, just yeah. to try and loosen up. What are they? Yeah. <laughs> I do the downward dog. I just do a few back stretches. I got used to it after long drives. I just stretch my back out a bit. Um, downward dog. I don't know the other names. It's a downward dog twice. No. Yeah, I just do downward dog. Upward downward dog, dog. Baby. Do that dog I, one. Then I stretch my back. Drink it. You can do upward dog if you like. There is an upward dog. I do upward the upward dog. dog as well. Like, <laughs> I like, oh, yeah, of course you do, mate. Like how a dog's like would yawn in like, like that kind of thing. You basically yeah. have a lie I down. Do that. You, <laughs> you sound like the guy that took my Bikram yoga class, mate. <laughs> I'm doing classes tonight on Instagram Live. <laughs> talking you through. But I do I do a hip one as well, just to stretch my coccyx and keep my hips loose. Yeah. Like where I put leg that way, so I twist. Oh, yeah, the cro- what's that? Oh, the- hip. 
What's that one where you have your arms, you're on your back, arms out, and you move your legs to one side? Yeah, that's what I do, and your arm goes the other way. Is there enough room in your flat to do that, Julian? Or no, I I got to do it on the pavement. (laughs) (laughs) There is actually, I've got a nice space to do it to do it here, so it's good. That's all right, mate. Yeah, I want to get a foam roller as well, but I just I've got got a spare one. Have you? Yeah, yeah, you can have one. Do you uh, post it? Yeah, could do actually. But that like, probably cost me more in posters. Yeah, you might as well get one from Amazon. Like by hand. About 15 quid. Um, <laughs> 75 quid. <laughs> get an Uber. Get a sent over to East London in an Uber. Stick it in a cabinet. Se- do you know, I'm selling my bike that I haven't, because I don't like, I, I don't ride it anymore. And I want to get a new bike. And I just put it on Gumtree last night and I've had about 30 people going, I'll, I'll buy it, I'll buy it. And then one of them, you know. You put it on eBay, a bidding war. Well, I should have done because somebody, somebody just sent me a message. You know how people do on Gumtree and just said, I'll have it. I'll send a courier over. I'll pay for it. But you have to put it in a bike box. And I thought, it's sort out. I, just, I had to Google You've bike box. No and, it, yeah. and they're about 15 yeah. quid. I thought, oh, shut up. I think the bike box shop's shut at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Have you ever put anything? Have you ever put anything? Is that oh, why? Yeah. <laughs> Would you say, sorry? Does what? he want it to be a surprise? Why yeah. is he put it in a box? I know. Um, you're gonna say you, free cycle no i was free gonna say cycle. facebook marketplace yeah, i stupidly put a bike on I've, ne- I've never actually sold it in the end but i put my i've got an old vintage 1940s rally bike that's lovely, oh, lovely. yeah pure steel like it's just ridiculously heavy, heavy and that. Yeah. so it's pointless it's more of like you could potter around the local park on it but you're not yeah. going to take it any further really and um i put it i just thought i'd wonder if i could sell it it's probably worth 150 quid or something now just like it's not worth yeah. a lot of money but i put it on uh, Facebook marketplace and said like you know it's probably you know I'll probably take a hundred quid or something if anyone's local and would like it it's just a lovely little thing to go down the canal or something mm. and just all I got was people just offering un- like ridiculously low rude offers like hey mate yeah I like it but would you take 20 pounds it's like <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about I've, put, I've literally said it's worth more and I'll, I'll take a hundred and they're just just rude i know somebody once when i put i think i put a tumble dryer on that old free cycle site and um and somebody said yeah i'll have that off you but you'll need to bring it round and i live on the fifth floor so you'll have to bring it upstairs <laughs> you'll have to plumb it in for me <laughs> I just, i'm oh, hoping you that person will wash as well yeah. <laughs> i'm just hoping they will have it alone wash only <laughs> <laughs> anyway. yes rudeness yeah it's insane isn't it it's just I, I did put the bike on facebook actually and i haven't had anything on there but loads on gumtree it's gonna go i still get, get facebook i don't know how to take it off the facebook <laughs> so I, 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 I put it on there about a year selling ago a bike forever but i put it on there about a year ago and i got annoyed with the messages i was getting so i thought i took it off unlisted it and i still now about once every three days get a message with somebody local going you still selling the bike i was like i don't i don't even know how it's on there they love flying cars and your bike will still be on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. How come you didn't want to sell it in the end? Because I just got, I don't know, I just got annoyed with the messages I was getting. And also, I don't know, I just, I, I love it. It's just I felt like I should get rid of it. But then I've just bought a cover for safe in the garden and that. So it's yeah. all right. I'll keep it and give it to my daughter when she's 50. Imagine um, if your daughter tries to barter for it, though. <laughs> give me a five at that. <laughs> um, we should wrap it up. I've seen the time. We've banged on for an hour already. Um, 
we should let you go back to your days. What have you got planned for your Saturday? As long as I say Saturday off, we've had every Saturday off ever <laughs> so far. I am good. I've got yoga at one, Ashtanga, which I love. Um, and then um, I've got the afternoon. I think I'm doing a bit of writing, but I'm going to go in the garden for a, yeah. for a fair chunk of it and read my book. I'm reading Martin Amos's biography, autobiography oh, nice. at the moment. Nice. He wrote the Writer. book about London, didn't he, years ago? Yeah, it's Kingsley Amos's son, isn't he? But it's yeah. the reason I brought, not the reason I brought up Fred West, but I didn't realise his cousin was one of his victims. That's why he was in my head. Oh, oh really? It's interesting. Yeah, there you go. Hayley? Um, I'm just going to try and get some stuff done today. I haven't really done much this week. Have you um, seen your kid and stuff? No, I'll probably, I'll probably check in on it later. Check so, in. Yeah. You pop your head around the door, have you? Yeah. <laughs> just like a prison warden. <laughs> Just shoved my tip through the letterbox. <laughs> Didn't need to act that out. Um, yeah, so probably just check in on it later and then. Yeah. <laughs> For a text. Yeah, probably will, yeah. Um, I've got a, a bingo gig tonight online. <laughs> You've got a gig that you don't know if it's a, it's a, is it a gay gig? Um, I'm not sure if it's, it's defined it's as a gay trans, gig. Transvestite performers and stuff on maybe it's maybe, like a cabaret maybe. thing. Maybe. It? it looks a lot of fun though. Um, it's a bingo. You're dressing up for it. But then 20, yeah, definitely. Um, from my daughter's clothes. <laughs> Are you just um, playing bingo? Is that what you're doing tonight? Yeah. She's just, just playing bingo, bingo on my own. <laughs> Instagram live. <laughs> but, um, and I've just got, a, yeah, so it's just like a chat for 20 minutes in the middle of it with, with me. And, uh, yeah, it'd be all right. It's something to do. It's nice. Nice. I'm having a bonfire, so <laughs> there we go. Lovely. I've got loads of garden You're stuff looting I need to burn. An actual bonfire. I've got I've got this pile of garden waste, not waste. It's like old dried leaves and bits of wood from stuff I've cut down that I need to burn, which I think is a is, is it legal? After six, isn't it? Oh, is I don't it? know if it's after six for bonfires, but um, I don't know about what you're allowed to burn. How do you know so much about bonfires? I used to work in bonfire law, actually. Um, arrested for arson, so many times. <laughs> yeah. Please yeah. told me if I'd have been um, doing it. Okay, I'll wait till six. I was, think, I was actually going to do it in the afternoon, so you've made me think I will. Um, I'm sure that's right. Google from it. My, from other gardens would probably think I was having a barbecue. A really, that's a really out of hand. Yeah, quite a big barbecue. Yeah. You so could maybe, throw your bike on the top of it and get rid of it. I see it, actually. Might and just... then send a photo to all those people that offered you <laughs> such last time, money. Last time I had a fire, we had a party at ours. And uh, I got sh- I, 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 we got a fire pit. I was and I had wood for it and the moment the wood ran out I went mad and I was just chopping shit down I was I started throwing was stuff on it, the, it was, um, was that the Murray the, the yeah. yeah yeah I do you remember I just kept cutting it, everything it? down and just throwing it on it sitting around a fire it was nice man I got this sort of mad fire rage where I just got obsessed with it and started just throwing things on it that I didn't really want to throwing burn guests on it yeah your wife yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a cape on as well I think I lost my head that night I, drunk a lot of booze i thought you meant a little cape on thing but you had one but you had a cape i had on. a cape i put a cape on and started burning stuff from my house on a fire like flying around <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so that's what i'll be doing with my saturday um good to see you both yeah and you thanks for coming on and um we'll thanks for having us. no worries good luck with the, the child Hayley. thanks 
Um, I'll um, probably be yeah. tapping you up for tips. Yeah, I think I need to tap you up. You've read all the books, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, am an, I am now one of the UK's uh, most leading experts in uh, in child raising. Um, flash forward to three weeks when we've got a child and I'm just crying. I don't know what's going on. That's what I, I say. Blair Witch Project. Just yeah. like, <laughs> Why isn't this your lang oil working on it? Like, <laughs> I love how neither of you have bothered to ask Julian for tips, and he's got five. No, <laughs> they just I'm... totally left you out of that. We'll chat to each other, shall we? Yes, I, I, think pe- I think people think I'm a like a bad parent because no, I'm a responsible adult. But yesterday we had a long-winded a chat about um, your sleeping habits with the babies and all that, and I, that was yeah. all. Or totally, it's stuff I totally. My tip would be with. sleep when the baby sleeps, but it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, that's what everyone says. You don't sleep though, like she has like twenty minute bursts. That's your bursts. me time, isn't it? It's like yeah. it's hard to do. Yeah, um, it's hard, like because it takes me an hour or so to get to sleep because I'm watching all these bloody Netflix things. Like, yeah. and then... <laughs> it's <laughs> a sword and scale. Wondering why you can't nap. <laughs> Some heroin, yeah. Haley. Yes, we'll do. Yeah. Maybe that's that it. That would or... definitely heroin definitely works. I mean, there's obviously a downside. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, we all know it definitely makes you feel great. Yes, <laughs> I mean, and sleepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solves um, all problems for while it's in while it's working. Yeah, but you do have to then factor in the aftermath. Just an idea. Yeah. Okay, so if you are going to use heroin for listeners, do bear those in mind. There's a downside, I think. Julian. (laughs) Um, Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yes.